Welcome to the One Life for Life podcast. My name is Daniel Patz. I'm the pastor of Faith Church of Linden, Michigan. We're about 20 miles south of Flint, Michigan, but we're actually in Owasso, Michigan right now, about 25 miles west of Flint. And I'm here with the two missionaries from One Life for Life, and that's Justin Phillips and Miles O'Brien. Great to have, be with you guys. Uh, thanks for asking me to join you tonight. And uh, could could each of you introduce yourself? Really tell us what you, who you are, what you do. So let's start with you, Justin. Yeah, th- thanks for being here, and it's a pleasure to serve with you and, and to do this podcast. And um, my name is Justin Phillips, and I'm a missionary at One Life for Life, and um, uh, been doing this for two years. And we I, we go stand at the abortion mills and and proclaim the gospel and offer help and. Uh, that's who I am, and Miles is my brother. Yeah, our brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Miles O'Brien. I'm the missionary. Um, I'm currently at the Planned Parenthood at Beecher Road, out there trying to glorify God through the proclaiming of the gospel. And um, yeah, it's a pleasure to serve and be here tonight with you guys too. Mm-hmm. If if you do not know about One Life for Life, you really need to get to know about it. One Life for Life really exist to end abortion in Genesee County and beyond. And they have the two abortion mills covered right now anytime those two abortion mills are opened. And I, these two guys really lead the charge on that. They are missionaries to, to the abortion-minded. And missionaries proclaim the gospel, and they love proclaiming the gospel. Mm-hmm. And this podcast tonight and always is exists to equip the saints, God's people, to really do the ministry for this particular ministry mm-hmm. and being missionaries to the abortion-minded as well as advocates for the unborn. And and so tonight we're here and we kind of have a mission in this podcast to to really answer the question, are you called? Yeah. Are you called to this kind of ministry? full-time, part-time, volunteer. And so that's what we're going to look at. We have several categories um, that we want to, we want to discuss. And so uh, as I've, as I've thought about this, have observed you guys on site and, and, and actually have connected with you regularly and hearing updates daily about what God, how God is using you. And you're asking help for through prayer, especially Let's let's tackle this subject in many ways. You are missionaries, and it reminds me of the calling of a pastorate because you're called to some from some very heavy soul work, gospel proclaiming that is very emotionally difficult and charged. And so, I like what James Carr said about this kind of ministry. He 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 described this kind of ministry that you two have is it's he said it's like pastoral ministry where you have church every day and half our congregation dies. I mean, that if that's not weighty and I mean that's not for the frail of heart and not for the one that doesn't go deeply into Christ. And so tonight I wanna I wanna ask questions first about about your calling. And so guys um maybe I'll start with you, Justin. Um what what characteristics are needed, would you say, to take on this role of being a missionary in this capacity? Well, I, Brother Kale is the astro. He's been doing this for 30 years or so. And um, one thing he always says, and I think it fits pretty good, is he says that there's two things that needed to, to stand at these places. And you need, you need thick skin and a broken heart. And so it's really God showing you 
the plight of the preborn, your mm-hmm. neighbors, and showing you the what is going on, and it and it breaks your heart. God breaks your heart like His heart is broken for these for these babies, and uh, so that's the number one thing. And then once that happens, uh, then then He 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 sustains you and puts you out there and brings people to you. And but that's that's I would say number one and two. And then um, and then do you, do you like thick skin, right? So you need to be tough and like yeah. in the broken heart, and then and then just following after Jesus. <laughs> What would you add to that, Miles? Um, well, <clears throat> when you pose that question, like the first word that came to mind was grit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it takes a a certain amount of courage to stand out there. You know, you're faced with different conflict, and um, you know, people that are for you are slim. You get a lot of people that are against you, and um, part of having grit, uh, grit is being somebody who's resolved. You know, somebody who's committed. And um, in the face of adversity, in the face of all these different things, like um, because of your thick skin and your broken heart, um, you're resolved to stand out there on behalf of the the babies. Man, (laughs) when I I think of what you both said, both grit and this tough skin, thick skin, as well as tender heart, John Piper once said, a a great mother is like velvet steel. You know, and that's, that's what, good. you know, they're, they're strong and they're just not going to break, but there's a softness too that you have to have. And yeah. I, I've seen it in both of you and I, I'm very thankful that God is, has and is equipping you both to that. And our desire is to help see God equip others and call people, others to this. Um, as far as, um, how did you, I want to ask in regards to calling, how did, how did you guys know that God was calling you or just you sensed that you needed to go this direction. And you need, and you both actually went from either part or full-time uh, doing something else to full-time doing this. And so, Miles, for you, how did you know God was leading you towards this? Yeah, so um, one thing that's really awesome about God's preparing of a person, especially for this ministry, is um, I know that for myself that the thick skin I had, but the broken heart I didn't. You know, when I, um, but God just broke my heart, you know, and um, He kept showing me what was going on and, and the reality of the situation. And um, as God breaks your heart and He shows you um, what it is to be obedient uh, as a believer, um, it's kind of hard to stay away from that, you know. And so um, for me, it was um, just this burning desire to do something, um, to do something for these babies and to stand in the gap for them. And um, more and more, God would show me what that something was. And um, so for for Justin, and, and I'm sure when he uh, gives his answer, he had a really radical stepping out. Mine was a more gradual stepping out. Um, but God just continued to show me the sin of this and showing me um, who he is and his holiness and what he's called to do. And I know that as a believer, I'm called to imitate him. Thank you. Justin, tell us about your jumping in. Yeah, I guess it was just, it was just, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. You know, <laughs> every day that, that places, oh, these places are open, babies I was, are dying, and I couldn't imagine not being there. So what were you doing before you... Um, I was I fixed MRI machines. I was a service engineer, um, and I had a I worked second shift and had four tens. So I, and that was a pretty flexible job. So I was there 
all the time with James. And, yeah. then, um, uh, and then when it was time for me to go full time, uh, James went back to Ohio to, to help with his grandkids. And, and um, it was just, I, mean, I, had, I had to quit this job and go to go do something else. And it ended up, go to go to the Stantham Mill and ended up where the job was actually, they were going away and they were looking to lay me off anyways. Mm-hmm. So instead of going and find another job, it was, I just couldn't imagine not being there that basically. So I knew I had to be there. So you, you worked part-time or even as a volunteer for a, for a while while working another job. It's, <clears throat> it's kind of like a, when, you know, missionaries sometimes feel called. I, I know a lot of missionaries that got called to the foreign field and they went on missions trips and they came back from the missions trip and they said, I got to go. I know God's changing my life. And it's like you went on regular missions trips Mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And then it was just like, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a question of like, it way God, God worked and put me out there in the beginning. It was just, I was going to be there. If I had any time, uh, I was going to be there, um, while they were open. And then, and then God just, you know, did everything. He's done everything. So. And now, now did both of you want to go full time? Uh, maybe some of you, Hey, was it a little reluctant or is it excited to do it? And why full time in this role? Yeah, I know that. I know that for me, that um, it really wasn't in my uh, in in my lens at all to to do that. Um, but God just kept really sh- make, making a way and making a way for me to be able to do that. You know, and um, for me, before I would you know was doing this, um, I was a subcontractor. I basically owned my own business to an auto glass repair, and uh, I was making really good money. Um, but as God continued to break my heart, uh, you know, for this ministry, like it just seemed like more and more doors were opening for me to be out there, and um, you know, I was volunteering like one day a week, and um, and then I moved to kind of a part time status while I was still uh, running my business, um, just doing one day a week just to be really a staff member. Um, but then I'd, you know come out on other days and, and, and more and more. And it just, I never really thought much of it until, um, I had kind of talked to Justin and I was like, Hey man, if that's, if that's something that's possible, like I'd, I'd be down to do it. And it wasn't too much longer, but he was like, Hey, you want, you want to go full time? And I was like, Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Sure. <laughs> so this kind of reminds me, you know, the calling of a pastor, 1 Timothy chapter 3 starts with, if a man desires the office of an overseer, he desires a good thing. Mm-hmm. And part of that is he desires for this. There's mm-hmm. a desire put in their heart. Mm-hmm. And I see for you guys a desire, a holy desire to do more for something that's really important, yeah. to preach the gospel to abortion-minded people and advocate for the unborn. And and God just kind of fed that desire. And then it seemed like there were other factors that added to that calling. Um, so circumstances for your job, Justin, mm-hmm. it kind of played into whether you go full-time. And there's just opportunities. Because my guess is this leads to the next question regarding calling. When, when we get called, we trust that God is going to provide for that calling, mm-hmm. uh, both our qualifications and abilities to do it, but also financially. Because my guess is you're both not probably um, financially independent on your own, mm-hmm. like you didn't inherit some big wealth so you don't have to work for the rest of your life. That's not how you're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. How, how are you being provided for? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't go like too far into it, but the way God provided with my job, like I was, I said a little bit ago that I had second shift and worked four tens. Well, that that happened just right before we started going to the mill. 
because I was always on first shift and everybody in my area was first shift and it was something new that they wanted to try. So I was like, well, I'll do it if you, you know, with four tens and second shift. And then the mill started. And then, and then um, a year later, um, I got this job with this other company that was wanting to start in this industry and they didn't have many contracts. They only had like three in the state, whereas Siemens, the, the company I worked with before had like hundreds. And so there was very little work, but I still worked second <laughs> shift and four tens and I worked at, you know, so, so, um, so God rearranged all that. And then, um, the second job I had for a year, they gave me a lot more money. So I was able to pay off all my debt and get everything <laughs> set. And then, and then boom, I'm going full time. And this is so God moving and rearranging yeah. things to, to put me out there. And it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Great. Cool. I'm anything else you want to add on this subject of calling and provision? Yeah. I mean, um, for me, um, I've seen God is God is such an awesome provider, mm-hmm. Amen. you know? And, um, I know that my kind of like my last month doing the business before I transfer transitioned into full-time ministry, um, I was spending more time out of the mills. And so I was spending less time on my business, but I just, I just couldn't get away from it. Like I had just had Mm -hmm. to be out there, you know? And, um, I try to like, I argue with myself like, Oh man, but I know it's going to be cold, but babies are dying. And mine, I know I got this stuff to do, but it's like, but babies are dying. And so like, God really made that a priority that, you know, I need to be out there. And what was really cool is that, uh, that last month was like really, I guess you could say like bad financially from the business. Yeah. And um, what was really cool is that month, I think we got like a check in the mail for like a thousand dollars from just like, um, you know, diff- different places. And uh, my wife ended up getting like a Target gift card uh, from her insurance company that helped us get food and um, just like all kinds of really awesome ways that God has provided. And so, um, and then since then, um, you know, he's made a way for us to, to step out and step away from our jobs and, and do this every day. But, um, you know, his provision is, is coming in many different forms and and maybe many different ways. And so, um, you know, for the missionary who, um, you know, feels called into this and doesn't really have a lot, it's like, you know, God, God is our provider. And so he's going to use many different means and, um, I've seen him move in all sorts of ways, you know, and it's really, really awesome. So just to encourage anybody who's kind of worried about that, like, man, God takes care of us. Yeah. And that's, that's really important because you you say God is our provider and to remember that and to rest in that because when we're working, when we were working in our jobs, he was still our provider. He's the one that gave us the ability and the job and stuff. So it's, so in this, it's the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just resting in that. Yeah. So I want to get into, we're going to, in a minute, we're going to talk about like starting out and getting prepared for this job. But before we do that, I just want to, cause we've been talking about God's providing. Um, so how does, how does he provide for the, you guys? Like in a practical way, like do you, you know, missionaries often have a mission board and they get supporters that way. How are you actually financially supported? Do you get a salary from somebody or something? How does that work? That's really awesome story too. And, um, the way God's putting together and Pastor Eric, our pastor, I mean, he is, 
he's amazing with finances and building teams and and partnerships and so he's been a guy the the guy like putting all this together and getting um uh church partnerships and funding and um the banquet that we have yeah. once a year and so so one life for life uh, raises money and then we get paid through them um yeah. uh, monthly monthly amount and then so it's been it's been really great like a lot of mission most missionaries they have to go out and raise support and then go back to the field like like we we never have to do that like it's awesome yeah it's um it's really cool like i mean our our pastor did a lot yeah. <laughs> you know um he's and, also the president for one life for yeah. life and so he works towards really making this happen yeah, yeah. financially that's it's great mm-hmm. so you guys can do your job being missionaries, yeah, 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 and the, um, he always says the division of labor is an awesome thing, and it's yeah. worked out really good. It's great. <laughs> um, is there any else, anything else? I mean, so someone's jumping into this is they they'll, they'll they want to explore going into this full time. Um, they would they would engage with One Life for Life, and they would kind of explain to them the process of pursuing this as a part time or full time missionary, mm-hmm. and. You guys have things like health insurance, life insurance, things like that that you've thought through as got into to this this work, just like anybody else would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have um, a health sharing uh, mm-hmm. account, and then um, that's something we're always working on too yeah. to, to better and everything. But the health sharing account really works and good, good and it's and it's easy and. Um, um, but yeah, we, that's what our vision is, is to help other people get going and, and, um, out there on the, at the mills. So are you working a job or is this a calling? Uh, it's, I mean, it's gotta be a calling, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and I've actually had, you know, people, cause they'll ask you like, are you, are you paid to be out here? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're fully funded missionaries. Oh, we're, we're going to get a job application, <laughs> Yeah, you know? Huh. And it's like, well, no, that's not the 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 ends of of why you want to be out here it's not a it's not about financial gain it's about um serving god and so you know we don't we don't make lots of money you know we're not we're not loaded by any means um but god provides for his people and he provides for people who are obedient and what's amazing too is that um he uses a lot of people to bring that provision you know um there's so many people behind us, you know, we stand out there and, you know, it, it seems pretty lonely, but sometimes for me, like, I, I just remember all the people that are behind us, um, who support us, who donate, um, and give financially. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. Definitely has to be a, a calling from God. Great. Well, thanks for sharing that. Now let's transition to a subject very similar, but now, okay, you feel called, and man, you just are sensing God's calling you. Maybe you have people in your life that are even saying, "Hey, I see you have these. You have heart for God. You love the Word of God. You can communicate. You have a tender heart, but also thick skin." Um, feeling this call to this, this passion. Um, starting out, getting prepared. What were some? Let's ask this. What were some of the fears that you guys had as you started out? Um in this job. I mean, for you, I guess it would, Justin would be starting volunteering and Miles, you kind of came in part-time. What were some of the fears? I think one, cause, um, you know, when you're out there, you're really standing in, in the middle of conflict and, um, uh, you know, 
people love the darkness rather than their light, you know, lest their work to be exposed. And so when, when you're standing out there and, and you're exposing that darkness, people react um, in all sorts of ways. And so one fear that I had kind of going in was like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to be in danger. You know, like this is this is scary. We're dealing with people who are going in to literally murder their babies. And so, um, you know, this is a violent uh, people that are that we're dealing with. And that was kind of scary. <clears throat> but uh, one thing that's really prevalent throughout the scriptures is the is that, you know, God is our shield. You know, he is our rock. He is our refuge. He is the um, our protector. And um, what's really awesome is when you're out there, you get to know God as savior in a really awesome way. You get to know him as protector in a really awesome way, the way he protects the babies that are saved and the way that he protects you. And, um, you know, just seeing God and knowing him more really helps you get past mm-hmm. a lot of those fears as far as, uh, that is concerned. So you got to have a relationship with God through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That's personal and living. Yeah, is what, partly what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. you vital. couldn't stand there without it. <laughs> no, mm. this is this. Like you said, this isn't just a job. What about what stands out to you? I, I guess this this question about fears is kind of two faceted. Fears of just getting out there and doing it, and fears about actually taking the plunge and going full time. That's mm. a scary thing too. So I guess there's two ways of answering that question. Yeah, I guess what's coming to mind right now is a uh, fear of like it looks crazy. And you're out there in the middle of a, you know, outside yes, on the grass and you're proclaiming, you're, you're, you're calling out to people. And so you have like this, this fear of man type thing, you know, sometimes popping in like, whoa, maybe I shouldn't say it like that or say this, or maybe that's, you know, so you say, um, so that was something that came yeah. to mind, but that's just in like, what do I say? Like, I wonder what I should say. And, uh, you know, so, but it comes with time and then the, the verse that, you know, I always think of is is that you know he who proclaims me before man i'll be proclaimed proclaim mm-hmm. before my father and he's ashamed of me i'll be ashamed of mm-hmm. him you know and it's like so it's a die into self and and um and just worshiping jesus and proclaiming his word but that's something that i that i think of there you go claiming the promises of god again <laughs> both of you that's that's really i i love that i'm so thankful that you demonstrate that the missionaries of one life for life are going there armed with the promises of God. The whole armor of God uh, is necessary, mm. and it's so much of holding on to the truth yeah. of who you are. So do you feel a spiritual warfare out there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Can you describe that to me a little bit? Mm. It's like, it's just it's a lot of tension, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's like a, like a thickness when you're out there because you're, you're dealing with things that are really hard. And then as far as like the effects that it has on you personally, like we, Justin and I were just talking today about how, you know, it's an, it's an up and down dog fight out there. You know, um, you have really high highs and, and really low lows. Um, you begin to, um, you know, have, Really, you kind of bond with the people who are walking in there yeah. and who call out to you like, oh, man, she just turned back and she looked at me. You know, maybe maybe God's got something, you know, is calling on her heart. And then you walk her or you see her walk out after she just killed her baby. And it's just like it's like a punch in the face, you know. And then the gal who is really hard and she comes out and she's like, I couldn't do it. I'm keeping my baby. So you get these high highs and you get these low lows. Wow. And in the middle of that, in the midst of that, um, you have, um, you know, different things that are popping into your head 
that are, you know, for better and for worse huh. that um, kind of correlate in, in, you know, if you're kind of like an analytical person and somebody who likes to analyze things a lot, you know, you can, it, it's really easy to overanalyze out there. Um, but mm. yeah, it's, you get punched in the face a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's it's, thick skin that's necessary, as you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, thick skin, and and like you were talking about, even um, you know, just resting in the promises of of God, you know. And um, I would even going back to another question that we had was like, what characteristics are needed to take on this role? Is is you know to reflect God as a promise keeper because that's who He yeah. is. He is a promise keeper, and so we rest in 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 who He is and what He says He will do. That. Um, the Lord will establish mm-hmm. peace for us, for he has done for us all of our works, Isaiah 26. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, in the midst of these spiritual warfares, that he is our shield, that he is our, he is our, he is the Lord of armies, you know. Um, he is the one with the the two-edged sword that comes out of his mouth, it's faithful and true. Um, yeah, so rest Man. on him. One of the things that, this this since you brought up what are the characteristics again, um, I don't think you can do what you're doing well and with the power of the Holy Spirit unless you are growing by God's grace and godliness. Yeah. And, and the definition of godliness that Jerry Bridges uses, he says, it's devotion to God that leads to a life that's pleasing to God. That's so good. Devotion to God, though, comes out of fearing God mm-hmm. and delighting in God and knowing his love. And I see, I'm thankful that I see that coming out of you guys. There's a fear of God over a fear of man that says, God's watching me and that's what matters. And yet there's a, and God loves me and he loves other people. And I'm gripped by the love of God. And I'm, he's, he's a reconciling God. I'm called to this ministry of reconciliation, but also I desire him. I want him to know him. And out of that flows commitment self-control, patience, an ability to get back up when you just got pushed down. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful for the godliness that I'm seeing in you. And I say this to say, those that are seeking this role, oh, it is so important that, that they pursue this, this, this real relationship with God that produces a growth in godliness. Yeah. Because you have to arm yourself with it every day when you go out there. Um, this is a spiritual role. This is a, a missionary role, a shepherding evangelist type of role that you are called to do. And you, you're preaching good news and you need to embrace good news in your calling. Um, what, what is necessary to be better prepared? So if someone's thinking about, man, I feel this desire, I think I'm called, what do I need to do to be prepared better to have this thick skin, have this tender heart to grow in godliness, to get ready to go out on the front lines, be out, be at Flushing Road, Beecher Road, wherever it is, what would you say to them are some really important things to being prepared? Um, really big thing is repentance and um, um, seeing our apathy and our complacency, you know, that, that during this Holocaust, which is something that God can, mm. that God is grants us and walks us through a big, big massive thing. You just talked about the Word of God, immersing yourself in the Word and and daily and 
multiple times in prayer, praying and crying out to God that he would do these things in you and sanctify, sanctify us and change us. We, we are, Miles and I are needy people. Mm -hmm. Like we need God and we, we always pray. That's one thing he's given us as a, which I'm thankful for is a a great need for him. We know we we can't do anything. Like we know that, we know that very experientially mm. and th- through his word and experientially is that, that we can do nothing. And so it's, it's, um, humbling yourself before the Lord's seeing, um, that, that we need to repent as a, as a individual, as a church, as a nation that's this, this happening in and, um, in walking with him. Yeah. Hmm. Amen. Miles, do you want to add anything to that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so good. Um, it is. I would say, too, like, man, don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we're not alone. We have we have the Holy Spirit of God. We have, um, you know, the triune God on our side. But um, to have other people uh, pouring into you and who are checking on you and keeping you accountable, um, you know, our wives are great. But um, being a, plugged into a local church is absolutely necessary um, to be um, open with your pastor, um, have, that, have that dialogue open with your pastor. And, um, you know, if you're a pastor and you feel called to do this on maybe the days you're, maybe the days you're not preaching or, or doing uh, sermon prep or what have you, having a mentor, you know, another pastor that you trust that you're able to have accountability with. Um, I'm grateful for Justin, who I'm able to call and reach out to any day, any time. I'm grateful for Pastor Eric that I'm able to call any day, any time. I'm grateful for you, Pastor Daniel, that <laughs> any time that I, you know, I feel well, I haven't really reached out to you as much that any day, any time. Hmm. You know, I, I can reach out and, and I'm not doing this alone, mm-hmm. you know, because that's another danger when we were talking about spiritual warfare is, you know, the different thoughts that can come in your head and, oh, you're doing this alone, nobody's supporting you, this and that, the, the lies and, um, you know, having that accountability um, to remind you of the promises yeah. of God and who he is and what he says is in, word, in, in his word is, is so important. And so um, if you're wanting to be better equipped, um, find people to better equip you. Yeah. Mm. That's great. I mean, you touched on this really well. You already talked about this, Miles. The local church is vital to this. Yeah. And the local church is vital in your life. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, would would One Life for Life... Um, really accept a missionary, like take them on as one of their missionaries if they didn't demonstrate a need and a commitment to a local church? No. I would absolutely not because um, you know when you when you're walking outside of, of that submission to an elder or to your pastor, mm-hmm. your your local church, there there's just so many things that, that says you know, about mm-hmm. you as a person, about you as a believer, about your walk in obedience with Christ and, um, you know, what you feel like you need. Um, I've talked to many people who um, kind of live out their faith in that role. They're like, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I don't need to go to church. And to just just to be a believer outside of a church is hard yeah. alone. But to try to do ministry um, without that. Yeah, so would you say if you're someone out there feeling the call to be a missionary— for one life or something like this, one life for a life, that 
they need to lean into their church more, even as they discover whether God's calling them. They need to lean into their pastor or, or spiritual mentors within their congregation as they discern God's call. That's yeah. really vital, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And it, and it can be hard um, with this type of ministry. You know, there's a lot of people that um, have been going out to these mills for a long time and, and a lot of the churches, they don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, but, but like, but I would encourage you if you're someone like that, that, um, that doesn't have a church and you want to be in this ministry, um, because you don't have a church because they're not really behind you all the way, yeah. go and be in that church. And now that church has someone at the mills, because if you're a member of that church, Hmm. They're at the mills because you're yeah. there, and then just lead in that way, hmm. and love them, and 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 then just gently woo them and guide hmm. them, just like Christ was gentle with us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so over time, you standing there and leading, and then then that will yeah. happen. But but you know, just find a solid biblical church, and then just stay there. Right. I'll be honest with you. When I describe to people what you guys do, uh, Christians and people ministry. They're like, whoa, yeah, and they also think they've seen there's there's two extremes, yeah. And I, we, we watched the movie Unplanned, and they in that movie, uh, kind of bring the two extremes to, to, to light because actually they can be out there, mm-hmm. and there's the the idiots that are out there that are jerks, they're totally opposite to Christ when the way they they talk and are full of hatred, mm-hmm. and then there's compassionate, loving, gospel proclaiming. Com- pray prayers mm-hmm. and that's what i've seen in you guys yep. i mean i just say go watch you guys go 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 stand with them and you guys you guys demonstrate a truth telling but a truth telling in love and i'm thankful for that yeah um, um you look like you want to say something oh i was just gonna say that the unplanned was really good because it kind of showed like you had the all truth side and the all grace side. Yeah. And so, but Jesus is full of grace and truth. And that's yeah. the tension we try to walk in. And it's only through Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit that, that we can, yeah. because he's the only one that's full of grace and truth. So it's, yeah. you know, we have to walk with the spirit and in that way. But that movie was pretty neat because it showed the two extremes yeah, and we try to walk in the middle because it, like the all grace side, there's, there's no truth. You know, in the truth, without truth, there's no repentance because yeah. there's no seeing what the sin is. There's no seeing the reality of what it is. Mm-hmm. All the all truth, there's no grace. Yeah. And so we have, Jesus was full of both of them. Amen. Which is literally what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's, you guys work together and are Our on the same are page. That's great. Yeah. We spent a lot of time together. <laughs> um, you know, before I stepped out at uh, Beach Road, um, you know, we did a, you know, two person, two witnesses at, at the one uh, clinic, which we found was a really great model. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but you get to, it's a really intimate time to um, be out there with, be out there with someone else. And it's a bonding. Yeah, for sure. Great, great brother, mm-hmm. brotherhood and fellowship. And <laughs> yeah. So maybe as we wrap up this subject, I do want to ask, um, how has God? How has God changed you both through through the time that you've already served as missionaries? I'm a pastor, and I look at man. God cha- has changed me in the pastoral life through the ups and downs. How's God changed you guys? There's there's a lot to that, you know. I think um, uh, in this ministry, I don't I don't know. It just seems like, anyways, from uh, uh, from experience, but uh, seems like. He, he teaches you a lot in a very short 
amount of period of time. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, you know, I've been out there two years and wow. it seems like God just showed me so many things in the, um, the Bible, the word of God comes alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, you really see it the way it is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword, you know, it is. And, um, and it, so, and the one thing, the big thing is he, he's showing me more, more recently too, is like the, the, big difference between me and my flesh and the Holy Spirit, you know, like, like there's nothing that I can do in my flesh, you know, and that, that, I, that we're needy of him and, um, it's all him. It's his work. It's, it's his, he, he has to do it. We can't, you know, yeah. but he calls us and invites us to this, to know him more, to proclaim his word and watch him, you know, and that's, that's the awesome thing. It's great. Yeah. I think we could, we could really talk about, um, we could talk about this for a long time because um, there's so many different things that, you know, just just in small areas and larger areas. Um, but uh, one thing that's been really, really awesome is God just brings you to an end of yourself, you know, and he, and he keeps bringing you more and more and, and showing you um, how how needy you are of him, that it's all him, that Justin and I have never saved a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know that it's that it's all him and um you get to see you just get to see more of who he is which i think is like really the greatest blessing of being out there Amen. you know you get to see um god save babies you get to see uh god change hearts um but you get to see god <laughs> and that is yeah. that is so awesome um and when you see god when you see god just like job you you see yourself for what you are, you know, and it, and it brings you to an end of yourself that I can't do it, mm. I can't do it, mm. um, Lord, I, I need you, I need you to, I need you to pick me up right now, Lord, mm. I need you to open up my lips, I need you to speak for me, God, I I need your words, um, I need your grace, I need your truth, I need your spirit, I need your life, I need I need you, mm. Amen. um, we just stand there, like. That that's what we do, and and you know we are we're instruments of His mercy, and it's a great blessing to to be that. Um, but it's His mercy, and we are His instruments, and um, that's something that, as God uses you, um, you get to learn that in a, a totally new way than um, be, just being out there and and being used by God all the time. And um, that's something that's really just been. He's been changing me in that is um, that it's all him. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No. Uh, we're going to wrap up this podcast and, and we're going to, in the next podcast, really cover a subject that's been kind of missing here. And you're listening, when are you going to get to this? There's a person that's really missing and that's your wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really important. Mm-hmm. Your wives, your kids, your family. Your wives, your kids, your family. Are they part of this? Yes. They're part of the decision making process. They're part of all of this. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and in our next podcast. Uh as we wrap up, um I just wanna I wanna thank God for his work through one life for life. Uh Proverbs twenty four says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we do not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? 
and will he not repay according to your work? And I just, we, we know this is going on. And I'm so thankful. We are called to do something about it. I'm thankful for God's mercy in your life. I, I hear you giving God the glory. God gets the glory. Mm-hmm. You get the help. You learn that you're more dependent than ever. And I pray that if you're out there listening to this podcast, I do pray that God will call some of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will, he'll call you, call some of you to One Life for Life, to, to serve in Genesee County, to really arm up these two abortion mills and end abortion in Genesee County and, and expand to other places, other counties mm-hmm. um, around the state and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so if that is our prayer, we hope that this podcast will be a real help to you. Thanks for tuning in to the One Life for Life podcast. Uh, this is Daniel Patz with Justin Phillips and Miles O'Brien, two missionaries and we just thank God for his work, and we pray that you will join in this work. Thank you.